Welcome to Kingdom Connection with Pastor Jensen Franklin. This may sound like a strange question, but have you ever thought of your life as having glory? We think that's reserved for celebrities and heroes. But think of someone who has had tremendous impact on your life. What do you admire about them? Chances are, that is the glory of their life. What do people admire about you? That's the glory of your life. But we need to always be aware that the glory of our life is just a dim reflection of God's glory. Whether it's in the estimation of others or our own self-image, it's important that we give Him the glory for whatever glory He has chosen to bless us with. I'm reading today from Acts chapter 12 for just a few moments. Acts chapter 12, verse 21. So on a set day, Herod, arrayed in royal apparel, sat on his throne and gave an oration to them, a speech. And the people kept shouting, the voice of a God and not of a man. It's the voice of a God. They're actually calling him deity and worshiping him like he's a God. Verse 23 Then immediately an angel of the Lord struck him. Listen to this part, please. Everybody read this out loud. Because he did not give glory to God. And then the strange part. And he was eaten by worms and died. Because he did not give. It did not say because he had royal attire. He had nice things. It did not say because he was in an exalted position and had been raised up. Actually, God raises up. It did not say because he was wealthy, powerful, influential, influential, and exceedingly famous. Because he did not give glory God. We know the original sin that that was committed in heaven was when Lucifer, one of the chief three angels in heaven, there was Michael, the warring angel, Gabriel, the messenger angel. He always brought messages to earth, such as to the Virgin Mary. And then there was one named Lucifer, light bearer, who was the worship leader. And in Isaiah 14, he said, I will exalt myself above the throne of God. I, I, I will be like the most high. He says it five times. I, 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 me, 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 my, my. You know what he was doing to just sum it up? He did not give God the glory. God gave him the position. God gave him the title. God gave him the influence, but he did not give God the glory. This is so important. This, what I'm going to share has has got to get deep into our heart. What happens, the danger of not giving God the glory. Jesus in Luke chapter four was led by the spirit into the wilderness. The wilderness is a place of extreme. uh, I've been there to that Judean wilderness. I've taped out there in the hot sun in the desert. It's unbelievably hot. And then at night it gets incredibly cold. It's a place of extremes. 
And when Jesus was in the wilderness fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, Satan himself came to Jesus. And he came with an extreme attack against Jesus, with the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. There's the three big ones, the pride of life. And he came with extreme temptation for Jesus. He had not even started his ministry, but the enemy knew if I can take him out with extreme temptation, extreme demonic opposition, it wasn't just demons. It wasn't just a chief spirit. It was Lucifer, Satan himself coming to Jesus. And he had one thing on his mind to turn Jesus away from bringing glory to the Father. I want you to understand that Jesus had a a reaction to the extreme temptation and extreme, extreme demonic opposition that he was facing, he began to exhibit extreme consecration. <laughs> he began to use the word in an extreme way. He kept saying to Lucifer, it is written, it is written, it is written. When the enemy comes with extreme temptation and with extreme attack, against you, against your family. That's a sign because it's a season. It won't last forever, but you ought to double up on your extreme response in consecration and say, well, if you're going to hit me with extreme temptations and extreme demonic opposition, I'm going to hit you with extreme fasting. I'm going to hit you with extreme praying. I'm going to hit you with extreme worship. Thou shalt, he, Jesus told Satan, he said, thou shalt worship the Lord our God and him only. I'm going to, if you're going to get extreme in your attack against me, I'm going to use Jesus' answer for hell's extreme was Jesus said, I'm going to my own extremes. I'm not going to let you win the battle against the flesh, the world, the devil. I'm not going to let you do that. I'll take on you with extreme consecration and I'll go more to the word. I'll go more. I'll turn on my worship all week long. If I have to live in an atmosphere, I won't live like this forever. I won't stay like, but when you sense you're under extreme demonic attack, get extreme consecrate, get extreme, extreme worship, get extreme into the book and read it and say, and if you have to read it out loud until y'all looking at me like I'm crazy, but this is what, you know, Jesus, if he did it, maybe we need, I'm so tired of people just being nice nicey Christians. Sometimes we need some extreme services. We need some extreme worship. We need some people who are not ashamed to glorify God and say, yeah, I believe. I believe in the blood. I believe in the cross. I believe in the name of Jesus, and it's more powerful than anything hell can bring against me. Doesn't matter what others do. Do you know that the scripture said that Satan then took him, listen to this very carefully, he took him to an exceedingly high mountain. Satan took him up. The devil took him up. Do you know that Satan raises people up? Satan can give people fame. Satan can give people fortune. Satan, he took him up on an exceeding high mountain. Be careful when you're going up. It's not that God's not allowing it. It's not that God has a problem with us excelling and being blessed and doing amazing things with our life and dreaming big dreams. But when you begin to 
not give God the glory. That's what I'm preaching on. Notice what he said, took him up. The devil took him up to an exceeding high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world. And listen, and their glory. And he said, you can have it all and their glory. You can be famous. You can be powerful. People will turn their heads when you walk in the room. But Jesus said, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to receive that kind of glory. That glory belongs to God. The longing to be praised, the longing to be seen, the longing to be known. Jesus rejected the offer to take their glory that the world wanted to put on him. He immediately walked out of that wilderness after 40 days of fasting and praying. And the Bible said in Luke chapter four, he walked into the synagogue. He opened up the book and he said, now here's what my ministry is going to be about. The spirit of the Lord is upon me for he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim the liberty of captives and the recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are at oppressed. And then the next verse says, and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And the next verse says, and when he closed the book, I love this part. He, he gets up and he said, my ministry is not about me. My ministry, I'm Jesus. I'm God in the flesh. I'm God's only begotten son, but I am not here for my glory. I'm not here about me, 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 I, I, I. We've already seen that up in heaven. Lucifer had that spirit, but he closed the book he said, this is what my ministry is about. My ministry is about the broken. My ministry is about the hurting. My ministry is about those held captive. My ministry is about the brokenhearted. My ministry is about people who've been through all kinds of hell and shame and disgrace and they want to give up. That's what my ministry. And then the scripture said, he closed the book. He closed the book and gave it to the attendant, which would have been the priest and the preacher, as if to say, what's your ministry going to be about? I'm, I'm Jesus. That's what my ministry is about. We don't want to see you up here and your glory because your glory can't heal anybody. My glory can't save anybody. This church has one celebrity and his name is Jesus Christ. We don't want man's glory. We want to be careful to give God the glory. Can we do that at every campus right now? Can we just give God the glory? The ministry of Jesus would not reach for glory. God, help me to preach this right. The ministry of Jesus would not reach for fame and the praise of men. He said, my ministry is not about me. Jesus showed us the ministry meaning that we all must have. And it's not about me. It's not about you. He closed the book and he said, it's about them. It's about others. I want to ask you, why do you sing? When, when, when I, I, these questions I, I've had, I've been asking myself when I play my sax, why do I play? Is it to be seen? Is it to be heard? And, 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 and what I'm saying is God gave me the talent. God gave me the ability to preach, but is my preaching about me? Is it about, I hope I do good to impress all you people because I've got a lot of people right out here and I'm scared and I'm nervous. It's not about me. 
Now, I'm going to tell you something. We got to get back to that. Why would God give you success? Why would God give you a business? Why would God raise you up? Why would God give you a big dream and let you begin to see it? He doesn't mind. The Bible said Herod was, was in royal attire. He looked good. He dressed fine. He could speak. He had a, he had a preach. He had a speaking gift. The Bible said with his, with his oratory power and words and persuasive speech that the people just marveled. And God didn't have a problem with him using his gifting and his talent. The problem God had with him is he did not give God the glory. And somehow we've got to get a mentality, a heart, that says, God, I, I am not in this for my own glory. I'm so humbled that the higher you take me, the more I want to go down and I want to give you the praise and I want to give you the glory because you alone deserve the glory. Why do you sing? Why do you serve? Why do you give? Why do I preach? Is it to get followers? Is it to get acclaim? It's not about your network. It's not about your net worth. It's about the lost. Moses' ministry was not about him. It was about two and a half million people who were in chains of slavery. Jonah's ministry was not about him. It was about 600,000 people who were going to perish if the gospel did not hit the shore of a city called Nineveh. Esther's ministry was not about her. She was living in the palace. She was having uh, attendants taking care of her, getting manicured and pedicured and nothing wrong with that. God had raised her. God raises one up. God pulls another down. But here's the key. When the moment came, it was not about her. It was about a whole nation that was on death row and Haman was building gallows to kill all the Jews. And in that moment, she realized it's not about me, my fame, the, the high position that you put me in God. It's not about me. And she said, who knows that I have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. And she stepped out and she said, if I perish, I perish. But God put me where I am for his glory, not mine. I'm not preaching that God doesn't want us successful. I'm not preaching that God doesn't want to raise you and God doesn't want it. I actually believe he'll do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or even imagine. But there's got to be that spirit of humility. There's got to be that the more he blesses you, the more he raises you. It's not for my glory. It's not for my honor. It's not for some false humility. It really doesn't. This is eternal stuff. This is stuff we'll be judged on even as believers is what is the motive of my heart. And the Bible said our whole ministry can go up in smoke, said some things that people present as at the judgment of the believers. It's not a judgment of whether or not you're saved or lost. If you're there at the judgment of believers, it's good news. You're staying there. You're in heaven for eternity, but you will be judged with your motive of what you did with what God gave you, your time, your talent, your treasure. It will all be judged. And some people only did it for their own glory. And the Bible said there would be people who the fire would be, would, would be amped up and your thing would be put over the fire. And the Bible said some would be like, Hey, and it'll just burn up because the motive wasn't right. But all 
oh, if you got that motive, I only want it because I, I, I did my best and God blessed me and I give him all the glory. And it's an attitude. It's an attitude. I don't ever want to get in my car and roll around in that car and think that I deserve that. To God be the glory. I, I don't ever want to pull up to this campus and all the other campuses that God has given us and think somehow flesh and blood and men and women did this. I know he uses us all, but we're all the same. We're just doing what God has called us to do, and God gets all the glory. Am I making sense this morning? Would you take a praise break and give God the glory? Don't get a Herod spirit. Don't forget how low you were. Don't forget he could have blessed anybody. He could have raised anybody. He could have put anybody in the spot. He could have had many of you could do a better job than me, but he raised me. And I've got to be careful to give him the glory. What is this church about? Is it about entertainment or evangelism? Is it about selling tickets or winning souls? Is it about hype or is it about harvest? Is it about concerts or is it about converts? The pursuit towards fame hurts the church is the point. That when we are not up here singing and playing and preaching and ushering and, and, and ministering and giving even for the glory of God, it hurts the church. My glory is not his glory. My glory cannot heal you. My glory, me being cool, me being all that, I can't save you. I can't get you off drugs. I can't get you off stuff that's destroying you. I can't change you. There's nothing in me and my glory. It can't help you. But his glory, his glory, when he comes into the room, his glory can instantly set you free. His glory can heal you. His glory can restore your marriage. His glory can fix your family because suddenly you say, not my will, and you bow down and you say, I ain't like John the Baptist. Do you have Herod's spirit which says, I won't give God the glory, or do you have John the Baptist spirit? John the Baptist said, he must increase. I must decrease. Look at him sitting on the throne now and closing. In Acts 12 and 21, he's sitting on a throne clothed in royal attire. He's all that raised, exalted, powerful, famous, giving an amazing speech. He had talent. He had gifting. But now it's not bringing glory to God. It's all about him. And when the people heard it, the best clothes looked right. The message was right. The large crowd was right. The people responded by shouting, it's the voice of God. It's the voice of a God. He's not a man. Let's worship him. In Acts 23, immediately, an angel, this is New Testament, an angel smote him, struck him, because he did not give 
God the glory. And he was eaten by worms. And died. The question is. Are you going to trade wonder for worms? Are you going to trade superstar for the supernatural? Because you cannot have both. I must decrease. He must increase. And the more he blesses you, if you're not careful, as they come, if you're not careful. I'm looking at people all over this room that have been highly, highly favored and blessed of the Lord. But I'll start with me. I have a tendency. If I don't watch it, if I don't stay prayerful, if I don't stay around good preaching, if I don't get in a church like this and let the Holy Spirit do a deep work, I'll walk around like I'm something. And I don't care who you are, if you're human, you can get these worms. The worms of pride, the worms of arrogance, the worms of Look at me and look what I have done. I'm not, I'm not a mean, mad preacher. I'm just telling you. This is a big deal to Jesus because when they thought he would walk in like a big shot, he came with a pail of water and a towel. And he got down and he sit, took the sandals off the disciples. And they were having a discussion. If you read it, they were discussing who's going to sit where, who's going to be the biggest, who's going to be the big shots. I want to be first. I don't know. You're not sitting on the right side. I am. And Jesus walks into that atmosphere on his knees and he starts washing dirty feet. He was saying, this is what ministry is. And don't you ever forget. Don't you ever forget what he's done for you. I love it when these football players and athletes and people who achieve, when they're being interviewed and they throw the whole world limelight, and the first thing they'll say is, first of all, I want to give God all the glory. I need somebody at every campus who understands how good God has been to you and maybe how much you've taken it for granted, maybe how much you forgot where he brought you from. But would you give him the glory right now from your heart? From your heart, let it flow. Lift your hands and praise him. Lift your hands and shout unto him and give him glory and give him honor. Give him honor. Give him honor. What are the lessons that we can avoid. Yeah, a, a great quote, um, mentors are shortcuts to success. Mentorship is learning through the pain of another person. There are two ways that people learn, through mentors or mistakes. And I'd rather learn through somebody who made the mistake and I can learn through their pain 
than me make the mistake and go through that hell. Mentoring Moments with Jensen Franklin and Marcus Meekham, now available wherever you get your podcasts. Kingdom Connection is a soul-winning ministry that is reaching the world through broadcasting, expanding into new church campuses, and global acts of compassion. By using the technology of today to fulfill the Great Commission, we are able to connect with countless people and reach hundreds of thousands of lives. Our broadcast connects with people like you all around the world with messages that speak to them. Our ministry exists to help build a connection for strengthening your faith and living out your God-given purpose. And our missions and relief work help connect you to desperate situations, showing the love of Christ through global acts of compassion. We feel the time is right and God is leading us to grow, and that only happens when you partner with us through Connection Partnership. With as little as a dollar a day, you'll be helping us reach further than we've ever been before. To become a part of this ministry and enjoy exclusive partner benefits, visit us online at jensenfranklin.org. Hope starts with you. Together, we can do something incredible for the kingdom of God. Your support helps us preach the gospel to over 200 nations around the globe, produce inspirational resources, and continue support for outreach projects. All donations received through a campaign are subject to redirection at the discretion of the organization.